On this episode of Geek Out Loud, myself and Coach sit down to process and reflect upon a 5K we took place in down in Orlando, Florida. It's a Star Wars 5K recap, review, and rest on your safe place to geek out. To Geek Out Loud, the official—I almost said the official podcast of GeekOutOnline.com. It's your safe place to geek out. If you hear the wind blowing and some chimes a tingling, maybe you hear the sounds of Interstate Four, in which we are of the shadow. Did I say that right? That's right. In the shadow of Interstate Four, here at the Hilton at Lake Buena Vista, down in Orlando, Florida, we are uh, recovering, recouping, resting from the Disney Star Wars 5K. Uh, which we participated in yesterday, and uh, we'll talk more about that in a minute. I keep saying we. Who am I talking about? Who's the we in this equation? Well, with me is uh, someone that Big Honkin' Show listeners will know and know pretty well. There's been stories about him. He's been on the show a time or two. We even broadcasted a high school football game together once. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to Geek Out Loud for the first time ever a man who probably has no business being here, Coach. Oh, hello, Steve. Um, I say you have no business being here because I don't know how much friends we would have been in high school. We've discussed this before. (laughs) (laughs) But not on Mike. I I mean, when it comes right down to it, you're a cool dude and everything, but I think you would have been too cool for me, what with being a jock and all. Let's be honest, Steve. I really wasn't a cool jock in high school either. Were you not? No, I was just on the football team and baseball team. I hung out with <laughs> yeah. I was just on the football team and baseball team, but I just, I hung out with those guys, but also hung out with other people, right? And so, like on the weekends when they had their little parties and all, I didn't go. You were just the man about town. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, let's just you, say I had my couple of friends that I hung out with, and I would. You floated from social group to social group at school. Let's talk a bit more about you and your history. <laughs> This is not a dating service for Coach. That's true. That's true because Coach is happily married with two two wonderful children, which I guess this is going to be a bit all over the place. And and, and so as we get into this, uh, because we're sitting outside at the Lake uh, Buena Vista Hilton um, where the Rebel Force Radio live show will be taking place in June, and uh, in the shadow of Hollywood Studios, where we will be having our Rebel Force Radio meetup in June. And for more information about that, go to rebelforceradio.com. But, and I'm actually still on a page out of our book from last year when we were down here by doing it out here around this table, doing a little recap and review of the events of this thing. Uh, we'll just say before we go on, thanks to everyone who supports us by clicking those Amazon links at Geek Out Podcast at geekoutonline.com. And thanks, of course, to all of our Patreon supporters. Patreon.com slash geekoutloud. Now, you may say, are we just supporting you so you can go to Disney World? No, but what we do make sure, because you guys are supporting us, is that whenever we do something like this, 
we try to make sure to report on it and uh, get you all the deets and let you know uh, what's going on with, with this stuff so that, again, to steal, to steal from Rebel Force Radio, Jimmy Mack, I'm sorry because I know you'll listen to this. Jason won't, so it's fine. We don't want to leave any fan behind. You know, if you're a fan of this kind of stuff and you can't make it to these kind of things, and we want you to be a part of it the best way you can. And if the best way you can be a part of it is by listening to me run my mouth about it, well, that's fine. But we'll be all over the place. Before we get to the 5K proper, you have a son who is a geek in training. That he is. Now, how does that make you feel? I mean, because he's into the superheroes. He's into the Star Wars. He's into uh, the superheroes. <laughs> I mean, he's got them all. Like, he's got Avengers headquarters in his room. Yes, and for instance, today when we were at Legoland, he said he always wanted to go to the D.C. part. Of really? Running. Yes. They or have a DC part there? Not, pray tell, but in the store to buy things. Oh, I got you. Because he wanted uh, Batman versus Superman memorabilia or mm-hmm. whatever such. Now, what's fantastic to me about that, and, and this is going to be a bit of a, a spinoff of, of, of that talk, is, and you don't know this, but in geek circles, Batman v Superman has taken a beating from people, like just not liking it. Even I told you my thoughts on it, and I even said I don't know that I would take him to see it because he's six years old, and I just don't see a six-year-old digging it, but he did. He really did enjoy it, and uh, if you'll remember the conversation you and him had after on the phone afterwards, he went through a bunch of stuff, but one of his quotes was, and Superman died, but he's not dead because I saw the rocks move. That's right. That's right. And so you got to appreciate the kid's attention to detail. Right now, he's up in the room watching The Force Awakens. Yes. That's so. because his. I asked him while we were eating tonight what his favorite part of Legoland was. Right. The Star Wars part. The Star Wars part, yeah. Um, so he's a geek in training. Yes, he and, is. And I really hope he doesn't grow out of it. Maybe not to the extent that I haven't grown out of it, but I hope he doesn't. I mean, I, I think that. I think there's something to be said for the way that that kind of stuff fires the imagination. That's one thing about him, your kid, is that he has always, as long as I've known him, had an imagination. Like, he's been good to stick with himself, play with his toys. He's, you know, he's creating scenarios. He's doing stuff with them. And, like, and you can just come in and he'll be having a whole little conversation with, with different critters and things. Or making his own costumes. Right, right. Or drawing his own characters and plastering them to your wall. Yes. <laughs> Listen, that Spider-Man he made <laughs> and, still taped on the wall. and taped your wall that's still there. I'm, I fear for the paint when you try to take that thing. I mean, I, I guess your strategy now is just let the tape wear out and fall off naturally. Exactly. Because <laughs> he put that up with pure packing tape, didn't he? It's to the point at the house when we need the scissors or when we need tape. Right. Jeremiah, where's the tape? <laughs> it, it, well, he goes, I mean, he he wanted to show me the other night when I was at your house, he wanted to show me what he'd done in his room. And he'd made, like, the Batman and Superman symbol and put his little command center in there and everything. Yeah, he kind of got, got my wife's phone so that he could turn the flashlight part on so that he could hold the symbol in front of the flashlight and have his own beacon. Have his own bat signal. Yes. That's what we call that. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that, but okay. I just... Well, everyone else knows that. So you can use... The geekiest terms you're you're okay with using, you go right ahead. Which and are use. the most generic ones out right, there? Right, right, right. <laughs> Batman, Superman, Batmobile. Yes. Where's Robin? You know, <laughs> Robin. Who's Robin? Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> so it's it was so I'm in the pool with him, 
uh, <laughs> yesterday, and I'm just going to tell this story. Guys, I used to think, and I'm just going to maybe it's ignorance on my part, but I used to think that when people are like, oh, w- it wishy-washy about getting in public pools or scared of public pools because of all the urine in there, I'm like, oh, there's no one whose kid really pees in the pool. Surely that everyone teaches their kids better. No, we, they do teach their kids better. <laughs> I will stop you okay. there. <laughs> Surely people attempt to teach their kids better. No, they teach the kids better. <laughs> they hope that the kids follow the teachings. So there I am, just wrestling around with, with both of your kids in the pool, you know, just kind of tossing them, having fun. And, so I'm back at 500. Yeah, and we're, yeah, right. <laughs> right, well, you know, your your daughter, she, I'll tell you, I took them both to see The Force Awakens. Right. And she loved, like, she looked at me and I said, what do you think? I loved it. And when I turned on episode one the other day to kind of tease them a little bit, she was front and center quicker than he was to check this thing out. So, um, so she, you know, she dug it and, and, and she's got a character she can get behind now and the lead character of the force awakens Ray. Um, but, but she's very much, your daughter's very much whatever's cool right now. She's going to jump on. Yes. Um, but so I'm out in the pool playing with them and you know, it's not deep, but it's over their head. So I'm kind of throwing them around and picking on them and everything. And they're climbing on my back as you do with a fat friend. And, um, and he looks at me, he's swimming right at me, and he looks me dead in the eye, and he says, don't push me away, but I just tinkled. <laughs> and I just, I immediately picked him up, threw him away, and got out of the pool. And I don't know that I'll ever swim in a public pool again. <laughs> I don't know how much I believe in the powers of chlorine. They're strong. It's sort of like the force. I, no, that's not how the force works. I the force doesn't clean up pee. <laughs> did I send you the Death Maul? Speaking of the force, did I send you the Death Maul picture? I'm sorry, that's Darth Maul, by Darth the way. Darth Maul, Death Maul, Darth. <laughs> oh, what are you doing on Geek Out Loud? <laughs> no, I don't know. There's no telling what you've sent and what you hadn't sent. Um. Oh, him and Darth Was this at Legoland? Yes, it is was. Is that a Lego Darth Maul? It is a Lego. You didn't send me that one. You sent me Batman and Robin. You <laughs> sent me all the Star Wars creations and everything. But that's cool. That's awesome. And he's staring him down. Well, he's grabbing his throat because of the because force. Because he thinks he's force. I got you. That's cool. That's cool. Um, So that's kind of been these kind of intermittent things have been the the story of the weekend, really. Which started technically on Thursday. We came down Thursday? Uh, we got here at midnight Thursday. Right. You did. Yes. I was already here. and But I had to wait up for you guys. And I didn't realize. Well, you talk, I did realize because you talked to the woman. And she said that if you couldn't be here to pick up your packet and stuff on Thursday. Thursday. That you had to be there by 4 a.m. Friday. On Friday morning when the 5K takes place. And we got here at midnight. Got Yes. So everyone everyone following? Okay. So we finally get to bed around 1, 1.30-ish. Yes. Meaning we're going to get three hours of sleep. I optimum. Need, opti- the, uh, yeah. According to your wife, the optimum amount of sleep. Because our REM cycles are in supposedly 90-minute increments. And so if you will go to sleep and wake up on 90-minute, not, not every 90 minutes, but increments of I'm 90. I'm with you. But here's the thing. I didn't go right to sleep because I'm laying in bed thinking, what am, I, what am I doing? And 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 I know, listen, there are a lot of you who listen to this, and you are in shape. 
the Couch to 5K app worked for you because you actually move more than I do. It worked for me, too. Because you're an athlete. That was two years ago. <laughs> right. Right. For me, I can't get through the first workout of the Couch to 5K to this day. Now, granted, I haven't trained like I was supposed to. But you've done a 5K. I have done a 5K. That's moral <laughs> of the story. I've participated in one. And, but I'm sitting there, I'm laying in bed, and I, and I probably laid there for an hour thinking, what have I gotten myself into? I'm not getting much sleep, and I'm going to try to go do a 5K on no sleep. I haven't eaten right this week at all. I've not trained right for the past six months at all. I am I'm making a huge mistake. I'm, I've made a huge mistake. That's what I'm You described my fear from last week. And so, then, what in the world? Well, I, I was thinking the same things, but then I looked at the map that we were supposed to do, and I was like, oh, this is nothing but walking from the car through the parking lot, mm-hmm. through a park, mm-hmm. back to my car. Yeah. Right. I, I've done that. Right. I do that. But they also they also had us real scared because they, they made out like you had to finish in X amount of minutes. Yeah, they said that. Or there you were, didn't get your medal. Right. No medal. And there were going to be people on these bicycles that come by. And the way it read, they were going to pick you up. But they weren't going to put either one of us on the bicycle Mm-mm. with them. Mm-mm. They didn't want to lose that bike seat. Because <laughs> no. if I get on a bike, that bike seat's gone. I mean, let's just be honest about that situation. So they they have five corrals, A, B, C, D, E, F, six corrals. And I guess the A corral is the fastest people. Which had the fewest people. Which had the fewest people there. Then there's B corral, and then you're, because you have to kind of tell them what your time is on a yes, mile. Yes, you have to give them which a time. Which I fudged the times on mine. Because it said it had to be faster than 16 minutes. That's right, exactly. And, um, and so... And so we didn't actually, the, the thing started officially 6 a.m. Well, you were while ago saying that we had to be there at 4 so that I could pick up my bib. So you could pick up your bib, yeah. And and so then you got to hang around until you go to the corral sometime after 5. Then you hang out in the corral, which, you know, fans listening now, Star Wars fans listening who've been to Celebration or cons, know that geeks love to wait in line. I mean, that's when you go to these conventions, you're spending most of your time in line waiting the, on panels waiting on stuff and so well there were people there at what quarter till five standing in line to take pictures right yeah and that's something i didn't realize and that's the first thing that was really cool look and you shouldn't doubt disney or i shouldn't i guess because they really did a jam up job with this thing they had a they stage, really did have a stage set up dj elliott's up there spinning tunes um and i i can't remember michael the guy's daniels no that's not right but it's close it's close enough we'll say michael daniels He's the guy who oh, now works right. with Disney, and, and if you've been to Celebration, he's the hype man at the main stage of Celebration everything, he and DJ Elliott. And so DJ's spinning tunes, Michael's running around, you know, on camera talking to people and everything, and they've got to either side of the stage four different kiosks, eight kiosks total, where you're taking pictures with characters. Some characters are actually there in costume, like a Darth Maul, a Darth Vader. Captain Phasma was on hand. Some stormtroopers were there. BB-8. BB-8 was there, but now... The BB-8 is just like a display kind of thing that lights up and all, as well as a Rathtar, Job of the Hut, several things like that where you could go and have your picture taken. And um, and so people were already lined up to do that. And the music's thumping. And it's and so, you know, you're kind of chilling, having a good time. You're looking at people in costume, um, talking to folks around you. I'm kind of scared to death about the, the pain that is about to come. And, um, and, and then the 5K gets started. And so we started, we actually didn't start into the 5K until about 6.30. Correct. So 
here's the thing. Now, it's really cool. They had some people up. I don't know who who, the, who they had actually hosting it at the start of the thing. Lame. They were really putting on. I mean, if you're going to be honest about things, they were really putting on. But they did a fine job, you know. And, and they kept saying hello to people that I don't think they really knew those people. I think they were just making up names and waving like they knew people in these different corrals. And so as we passed them by, knowing we were the last corral, I was like, all right, come on, put your microphones down and come on and participate. You've been talking a big game, now come on and participate. But they did not. They did not. All they did was talk a big game, Coach. Yeah, they no, they they walked across, what, 300 yards to the finish line? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cheated. Which I tried to do during the thing. Yes. There were multiple opportunities to take shortcuts, and you wouldn't let me. Neither would the people. Sure. That, listen, what are they going to do? Stop me when I push right past them? You know that little old lady would have tripped you. She got her cane out and beat me down? Or shot you with a taser, which would have been awesome. That's right. <laughs> so, I just want to wanna say this, that, Coach, you did a great job of being a coach. Because I realized that I wasn't going to be – because they, they, they give you a little packet and it says, here's some tips for running. Keep a positive attitude. And I knew that that was not going to happen with <laughs> – Positive. Oh, so, it's Mark Daniels, not Mark Michael. Mark Daniels. You were close. Well done. I oh. couldn't remember the last name. I thought you were wrong on the last name. No. So, Mark Daniels, and he does a great job. You, if you, Like I said, if you've been to Celebration, or Disney Parks is now doing something on their YouTube where they're doing live events from the park. or li- Like the other night, I watched YouTube, and they were showing live the, uh, the Fantasmic show from Hollywood Studios. And so they'll do those shows, and they're like doing the Electric Light Parade sometime this month. And so he hosts those things, you know. So, I mean, he's he's in there. But anyhow, I think you did a great job because you kept the positivity up. And when you sent me the map, I didn't feel so bad either when I finally looked at the map because a, a large chunk of it is walking through Epcot. And so at that point, once you get off those back access roads around the park yes, and you get into the park proper. Which, let's start right there on the back access roads. Thank you, Epcot. <laughs> Go on. At... You know, we you said we started the race at six thirty. Right. First mile took us roughly seventeen minutes. Right. So right. Six fifty. We're still not at seven o'clock yet. Right. And we hit that first back access road. Yeah. And we are welcomed to Epcot with this pungent odor. Oh yeah, we went right past whatever cleaning facility they have for their waste management stuff. It was yeah like. You don't want to be breathing heavy when you went by there. I mean, sunrise is trying to come out, and wham. And you're kind of scared of the sun coming out because you're afraid all that methane might light up. <laughs> exactly. <I'm laughs> you speed up during that section. That's right. That might have been, th- right. been the, pro- the thought <laughs> that been the, That might have been the idea. But we, uh, we, yeah, we, we get it. But once you get in the park, it really is like you're just kind of walking through the park through a crowd of people. Yes. And, and what- I kept asking you, look behind us, because my whole thing was – I don't want to finish last. That was going into it. I'm like, I just don't want to be the last person to come across the finish line. Well, there was no doubt we weren't going to be, and I knew that. I, I, you know, we previously had signed up for one, what, three years ago now? Was what we decided? Yes, yeah. And uh, you had some things that come up that you couldn't join right. us on. And so I had done a Disney run, and so I knew we were okay on that part because there was no way we were going to be last. Right. Um, but – when we started and we went through the first mile, we were doing okay. And then we got to that, before we got to the wonderful odor, we got to the, the sound of the speakers 
bump ahead. Yes, they've got the one little 12 sitting there going, runners have caution, speed bump ahead. Runners have caution, speed bump ahead. <laughs> then there's the little lady sitting there. Sign. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, they, yeah, you know, and it's not a bump. By the way, a bump, a speed bump is something you can step over. This is a rise in elevation that goes on for about five yards and then dips in elevation again. This is a Dukes of Hazard ramp is what this was. Caution. <laughs> like, we paused in the middle, and I heard Waylon Jennings say, folks, it's going to be really rough from here on. I mean, it should have said slight hill ahead. Yeah. That would have been a more accurate exactly. description. Slight incline ahead. But so this that happened twice, and the second time it happened, the lady standing there on the side. I'm like, "Is there a bump up here?" And she just looks at what? And I'm like, the sign you're holding. Yeah, is there a bump up here? I'm like, I understand why you're holding the sign now, ma'am. Um, so, so yeah, I forgot about that part. That's hilarious. But I, uh, but yeah. And next time we should just stop in the middle, and I'm going to do my best wailing tenants and say, "Now, folks." I ain't never seen a fat man fly, but it looks like we're about to. <laughs> and then we'll cut to commercial and we'll come back. Yeehaw. But, uh, well, here's the other question. We, we were talking about speed a while ago. Why would they have speed bumps in to slow people down whenever they're worried about the time? Well, the, <laughs> in all fairness to them, they didn't install those speed bumps <laughs> as obstacles, which that would have really ticked me off if that was the case. Let's let's flash back really quickly. Three years ago, we were doing the Mount Everest run. Yes. I don't remember. Okay, here's how I got suckered into it. We're having dinner after church on a Wednesday night. Yes. And you look at me. This was in the heyday of the Big Honkin' Show on morning radio. Yeah, we were talking about it. We talked it up. Yeah, and um, I, I lost 30 pounds getting ready for that thing. And, um, I mean, look, and 30 pounds when you look at me is a drop in the bucket. People look at you and go, you can tell it in your face. Right. How big was my head? Um, but, uh, but yeah, 30, you know, looking at me, 30 pounds is a drop in the bucket. But, um, but it, I mean, I was. And people who listen to the Big Honkin Show then remember, you know, the the St. Elmo's fire, the uh, all that good stuff. But as, as we got into it then, the way I got sucked in is because I gave us good team names. Your sister-in-law and your wife were too hot to handle. You and I were going to be too cold to hold. Next thing mm -hmm. I know, you had signed me up. It wasn't I willingly – you had signed me up. And then I felt like, well, I can't let my friends down because I do that enough anyway. So then everything kind of went south and I wasn't able to participate. But the, let's go back to the infamous but, night. The yeah, okay, so it's, it's a couple of weeks before, and you yes. guys are having a powwow. We're at church. You guys are having a little powwow over in the corner, and I come in like, "Hey, what's going on, guys?" And someone says something about obstacles. And someone said, "You got to tell him," and we're all like, "No, we ain't gonna tell him." <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what a powwow was about. That's right. Yeah, y'all got to let him know. And then when you walked up, the one that was concerned <laughs> had this look on her face, and you knew her well was enough it to Candace? know. Yeah, well, yeah. Candace. And you knew well enough to know that something was up. Yes. And you knew she couldn't lie. That's right. So you asked her what was going on, and she kind of shied down and said, there's obstacles. <laughs> and no, you I, lost it. I did. I did. I The Spirit of the Lord was not only and that night during Bible study. Everybody turned to look. 
then you then you had to go preach. <laughs> That's right. Then I had to go speak to the kids. The spirit of the Lord was not only that night. The spirit of anger was. And I'm like, there are obstacles. You were you, when were you going to tell me? You were going to let me get to this thing and find out I had to jump over hay bales. And apparently there was a point where you had to crawl under some ropes. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I mean, I'm getting mad just thinking about what you were going to let me do. This makes up but for you, anything I've lost, ever done. You lost thirty pounds, uh, right? <laughs> which I found. <laughs> uh, I've since found those poundages. They um, were just in storage. <laughs> yeah, I went and got them out of storage. I'm like, I'm putting these back. Um, so, <laughs> so no, they weren't putting obstacles in this particular run. But it was cool. They had like places where there were photo ops with characters and props, and not props, but you know, uh, different things along the way. But we didn't do any of those because my whole thing was we're getting done with this. And two, I saw an opportunity to pass people because I learned something about myself in this, Coach. I'm more competitive than <laughs> I think I am. Yeah, I saw that. Because I saw some people, I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not coming in behind these people because they look larger than me and, surprisingly enough, more out of shape than me. And some people just, yeah, and some people were, you know, doing it for their own personal inspiration, that kind of thing. More power to them. But at that point, I'm like, you know what's going to inspire me? Beating these people. And so I was like, all right, we got to find a seam and get around these folks. we got to find a seam and get around these folks. And, and I became, like, really just serious about there are certain people that I'm not going to let come in ahead of me. And uh, and and I was successful to that end. I think yeah, you were you were you were there on the last straightaway. There was one person in particular. I'm like, no way, no way. You even jogged a little bit. I did well because I had to get around some folks, and so you know, I, I was I was really shocked. And two, I also knew from from the little bit of training I'd done that when I hit that mile point in my walking, that's when I kind of hit a groove and get what they call a second win. And that everything's loosened up like it needs to be, and I can kind of keep going. It was that third mile I was concerned <laughs> well, about. Well, you said, I found out after the first mile, I'm good. I, I can handle mile two. And I asked you, what about mile three? And I'm going to quote you here. Well, I haven't made it that far. <laughs> <laughs> I think I died. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm like, it could be death. <laughs> Which, by the way, I did recognize that you didn't bring the defibrillator from the high school like you were supposed to. <laughs> Hey, no. <laughs> we really should have had that with us looking well, back. Well, it's Disney. There was one on every corner. That's true. That's true. Mickey Mouse will come over. Hey, get him alive. Claire. <laughs> Claire. <laughs> Don't die on me. You're not dying on me today. Claire. <laughs> come on, fatty. As long as Donald's not driving the ambulance. Oh, yeah. He'll get mad. Um, so, anyhow, we, we did get finished. We did get our medals. We come across the, the line. And... Um, and had our little picture taken with it and everything, which I will, if I haven't posted on Twitter, I will. I guess we should talk about outfits because people kept asking me when they found out I was going to do a Star Wars 5K, am I dressing up? And my whole lot of thing is, number one, there ain't no fat Star Wars characters except for like a Jabba the Hutt so, or a Death Star, which I guess I could have worn a gray T-shirt and said I was the Death Star. But two... To be cumbered with a costume having to do a three-mile walk, and that's all I did really was walk, there was just not going to happen. But, Coach, you came through costume-wise because you went to the Throwback 80 store <laughs> and bought all the neon you could. <laughs> you looked like a road sign uh, in, your, in your bright fluorescent yellow-green. 
Well, the thought there were two thoughts behind that. Number one, I knew it was going to be crowded, so therefore you could find me. Mm-hmm. Number two, had I fallen out, they could have found me, whether I fell in the bushes, in the pond, or if they were hunting by right. land or that, sea. Yes, because that's not a color found in nature. No, that's, I was going to be visible. I don't even know how they found that particular color on the light <laughs> spectrum, but they found it and put it in clothes. But so because it was this really bright yellowish green, I just said, you're dressed up like a lightsaber. So you were my lightsaber. <laughs> I was. I was your guiding light. Yeah. Now, what we need to do next year is you have the same outfit, and we'll just strap a little sound thing to you that goes, like the lightsaber noises. Well, no, it's more of a. Let's also not forget, Steve, as we entered Epcot, got past the pungent smell, got past the people getting in line, which helped us out mm-hmm. to take pictures with somebody. Chewbacca, and there was another one that we saw. No, the first one, the first one was stormtroopers, just wasn't it? I don't know. There was a way. There was a big line for it, mm-hmm. and um, but as we really got into Epcot, started looking at the uh, I don't know what the scene was, but Asia type scene, mm-hmm. we met Team Neon, That's and right. I blended in. Yes. They they were there was a there was a pair that were dressed I mean exact same color and everything, and so I'm like let's go team neon and they got behind it and let's not forget the Sully cosplayers. Yes, there was a there was a couple of young ladies dressed as Sully. They had hats that looked like Sully from Monsters Inc. and they had tails strapped to them. Those tails were wagging, and I <laughs> and I even told you at one point for lack of a better term, and I even told you at one point let's just latch onto their tails like like water skiers. Yeah, I understood. And let them pull us. But See, those, like, neither one of those ladies or young women could have pulled you or I. Right. Well, they could have tried. And your wife, but you point out quickly, your wife wouldn't appreciate you grabbing some other woman's tail. No. So, but we did get up next to them. And, and in, in my delirium from just breathing heavy and lack of oxygen and trying to suck air in, I looked at the young lady and I said, nice tail. That could have gone either way, now that I think about it. That yeah, was it a was risky move. I, That's risky yes. business. And uh, she chuckled and laughed. And then as they were trying to pick up their pace, that tail started swatting. <laughs> it started hitting me. And so I said, well, either you're, trying to, either you're trying to beat me to death or you really like me one. And that got a good laugh, and I appreciated that. But they got on up ahead of us, but then they made the mistake of stopping for pictures. Some picture, yes. And I said, they, they went to go see Chewy. And I said, all right, we're passing the Sully crowd. And we moved on, son. We rolled on. And, uh, and, and, we, and we finished up. We got our medal. And I got to tell you, I'm way out of shape because that, I feel like that walk shouldn't have killed me the way it did. But it, 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 it really was rough. But it was such a good experience, not the, not the exercise part of it, but the uh, – the experience of it, the way they did everything. Yeah. I'm like, let's do it next year. Yeah. Well, it, now, it, I might have overstepped my bounds on what I said <laughs> let's do next year. No. And I don't appreciate you trying to hold me to what I said let's do next year. I mean, let's be honest, Steve. It was three It was three hours of sleep, right. roughly. Right. We were in line, been there for an hour and a half. And before we even attempted to start the race, you were already planning on us because they were making a big deal about these people that were doing the 5K Friday morning. The 10K today, or the people are doing the half marathon last night, or the ones that are going to do the marathon today. The number of people that raised their hands doing multiple events surprised me greatly. 
but it surprised you and made you so competitive at that moment at 5 a.m. Friday morning, you were making the call next year, 5K and 10K. Well, right. But maybe it was also the caliber of people I saw that were doing both of them. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't really going to pull that into this. I was going to let you pull that. Right. Well, I can speak as a fatty. Well, I was looking at some of them, too, going, Steve, we got to be able to do more than one race. Well, the people I sat next to at the movies today, you know, they great people, super Especially people. Especially since we know time don't matter. Right. That's the key. But yes. you wanting to be in Corral B or C next year. For the 5K, I want to be in Corral A. I'm calling a ten minute. I'm calling a eight minute mile. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, sorry. Eight minute. Just turn it. Cut it in half. Cut what we do in half. And you're just a little over eight minutes. We're gonna start training Monday, right? Training Monday, and we'll probably end Monday <laughs> about ten minutes after we start training. <laughs> Screw this. Listen, Ooh. it's it's gonna look. It, it's gonna come down to three things for me: diet, what I'm t- what I'm putting into my body. DDP yoga, because that really does help me stay limber. That made you big difference Yeah. And three, the actual getting out and doing the process of, of walking slash running until I'm actually able to run a little bit better than I am. i got to figure out my shoe situation. That's the problem. Here's what I haven't done in years, and I don't know if you've done this in years. You kind of get settled in. Once you grow up, you get settled in on this is my shoe size, and you just buy shoes of that size. I need to go back to an actual shoe store and get one of those contraptions that you put your foot on and no, measure it. No, 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 no. They don't do that anymore. At good shoe stores. They actually, at some shoe stores, will use modern technology. The, I want one of those no, black no, 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 and no. silver. This, this, let the geek, this part of the geek in me come out. <laughs> like if you go to a run fit, mm-hmm. sometimes they, not to brand drop, but uh, stores such as, they will actually, some of them have things that you can step on. They'll show you where your pressure points are, what size shoe you should have, if it should be wide or narrow, and what type of support it should have, whether it's neutral, medium, high support, and which way your ankles roll. They will take an iPad, video you walking, and can tell you which way your ankles roll. I don't like to watch myself walk. You don't watch it. They do. But I would want to see it. I want to be like, wait, let me see how that looks. All right, erase that. Let me get something else. Let me try to walk again. Because I don't want it. Look, because there's going to come a day where I'm like super famous, and I don't want anyone putting on YouTube. Watch Fatty walk. But what they will do though is get you a pair of shoes that will for five hundred dollars. No, 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 no. You, they've got decent shoes there for reasonable prices. Two hundred dollars. You can get a pair around a hundred. Good lord. But see, I've let me tell the, you, I bought the same pair of shoes for the. Pa- for the past, in fact, my sister-in-law got so angry at me, and this has been ten years ago. Got so angry at me because I walked into a shoe store wearing white New Balances with a navy blue trim, and she's looking. What about these? What about these? No, no, no. I find the New Balance section. I find a white pair of New Balances with the navy, and she and I buy them. She's like, "You just passed up thirty pairs of shoes for the same ones you have on." I'm like, "Stick with what works." I understand, but I've yet to hear of anybody. Doing the process that I said, that has went. God, I wish I hadn't have done that. Well, yeah, okay. Well, well, I mean, we'll try it. We'll see. I'll save my pennies and see what happens because I got to get a better pair of shoes in the situation I had going yesterday. It it, it does make a big difference. I, I I used to not believe it, and I went and did it whenever we first started this venture right. years ago. And the pair of shoes they put me in, mm-hmm. 
I, it, I didn't buy multiples of the same one, right. but I bought multiple colors of the same one. Did it change your life? I felt better. Uh, as, I don't know if it was mentally, mm-hmm. but I did feel better when well, I would. I was just thinking, I'll go stand on that Dr. Scholl's machine and just get the right pair of inserts. You, you, can't, shake, you can't shake your head on an audio podcast. I understand. No, I, that was just a fear. Um, I was trying to res- figure how to respond before I said anything. Mm. Um, if you notice, all those were the craze and put in a bunch of stores. Right. You don't see them as much anymore, no, and there's a don't. reason. You don't. Hey, but here's the thing. I'm going to uh, – okay, here's what I here's what I promise to do. I'll go to a run-fit store one of these days. But before I do all their high-tech stuff, as a as a measure of – just comparison because I don't know that anyone has put them to the challenge to compare. Pull out your old school black and silver foot measurer and let's see what that says. That little Billy uses that's, that's out of high that school. Used to, that, yeah. that little Billy uses out of high school that don't know how to work it. Right. That they pull out of the He's foot like, marker. I don't know if it right heel, left heel. Is your right heel, my left heel? I don't know which heel <laughs> goes there. Put your foot here. Shout out to our <laughs> educational system. <laughs> You're right or my right? Right. <laughs> right. So, um, so yeah, I think the shoes make a difference, but I, I won't be costuming at all. I know that no. much about myself. Matching my T-shirts, is, maybe. Maybe. Well, definitely, because I think we need to get a crew up. And I'm going to say this right now to the Geek Out Loud listeners. You know, maybe start to think about it, because if it's around the same time next year, and, and as we know, I'll let you know. And and let's make a Geek Out Loud thing of it, you know, Geek Out Loud slash Big Honkin' Show, because I think, I think that'd be really cool, you know, to yes. kind of dominate down here with – with as many Geek Out Loud listeners as we can get over to do this thing, and and let's all get in Corral A with our eight minute miles and and win. Let's be let's have the top three winners who they give real medals to, um, because as your daughter pointed out to us, that the medals we got <laughs> my nine year old daughter were just participation medals, <laughs> and that suddenly made every accomplishment that I had feel like <laughs> I did not accomplish anything because I got the same medal. That a service dog got, <laughs> but that dog was tired. That, ble- that bless that dog's heart. I want to say something. Listen, I understand people who ha- who have like emotional needs and that sort of thing for service animals and everything. Don't make your animal do a five K do a five K with you unless you've got a bowl of water waiting for it on the because that dog just needs. I'm just sitting there like, get that dog some water. Somebody. That's one of the few dogs I've ever seen actually sit on his butt. I mean, he wasn't sitting on a hip. He wasn't happy to be there. <laughs> he was done. There was no tail wagging. There was no. It's like I thought I wanted to go running. <laughs> she said, like, "Let's go walk." Yeah. He's like, "Yes, let's go." He got in that car all happy. He was so excited. He'll never get in a car again. <laughs> no. He's never going like that. He now needs an emotional service animal. Chihuahua. I don't have to get a little Chihuahua to walk with him to be his his emotional support dog because he was so messed up when that thing was all said and done. All I'm seeing is that cartoon with Butch, the bulldog, and the little one. Hey, yeah. Butch, what's your Butch? Yeah, yeah. So it was. Yeah, gonna go chi- run? Gonna go well, run? here's the problem with getting a Chihuahua service animal. That Chihuahua will eventually be like, I can ride that dog. <laughs> That harness he's wearing, that's, I can hold on to right, it. That's right. That's right. Just oh. no. What's funny is Chihuahua. It's so weird. Let's talk about dogs. Let's go off topic for just a minute. Because dog, like we've been on topic. Dogs are. I love a dog. I don't want one for my own because I don't want that responsibility. But I love dogs, and what I love most about dogs is the smallest dog thinks it is the biggest dog in the yard. 
And the biggest dogs, when they're nice, sweet dogs, think they are the tiniest little dogs. They just want to get. They want to get in your lap. They want to sit. Like you'll have a great day and come over and be like, "All right, I'll sit here on you." <laughs> you know, I, I I used to hang out with a dude that had a big bull mastiff, and that thing just loved to get right up next to you, and press up against you, and it's like almost knock you over. You know, it's like it's like me leaning on somebody. One of those. It's like a small horse. But um, I, they're just so sweet that way. But yeah, so that chihuahua would be like, "Oh, you, you're gonna <laughs> here, get on my back. I'll carry you. <laughs> I'll do it. I got you. I got you." <sighs> so, but overall, it was a good experience. Quick shout out. Got to see the sky walking through Neverland. People, Sarah and, uh, and and Rich, they were there, of course, and cosplaying as they do. Um, saw uh, saw the Chickafant folks. And uh, which you know that's become I get after when when they walked up to me to take a picture with old Chickafant, I was like, well, this is now my at a, at a Star Wars event. I've got to seek these people out from here on out, because it's gonna because my Star Wars experience won't be complete without having that chicken on my shoulder taking a picture. Didn't get to see everyone that I know was down here, um, but I'm thinking of swinging by. I don't know what time you are planning on leaving tomorrow. That's the conversation to have off air, but. They're doing the skywalking. People are doing a quick meetup in Disney Springs tomorrow afternoon. So I'm thinking sticking around long enough to go see them and, and hang there a bit. But uh, but just a really cool thing. I mean, and and the 5K itself is not what would be bringing me back to this. It's just the experience of doing that thing again. Yeah, I, I agree. I, it was very this one compared to the last Disney one I did was um, very. Much more, if I, if I can put those two words together, we'll allow it. Entertaining. Um, there was more things going on. We had uh, before the race instead of just a, just DJ Elliot or their like of playing music and just pumping people up. There were actually th- little things to do. Um, the last one wasn't so much, but the the whole Disney experience of. Getting here, going to pick, you doing the packet pickup and some of the things they had going on there. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah got to interact with a star trooper, a stormtrooper, excuse me, yeah. at the Star Wars while they were walking Kinda around. Kind of scared him. Yeah, he he thought he was big and bad. He had his little lightsaber ready to go, right. and the stormtrooper walked up, and it was one of those lightsabers that you kind of flip your wrist. They're, and they're it, all that. Okay. No, there's some that are I out. I know, but I mean, if you see a kid running around with one, they're pretty much all that. And uh, anyway, he had flipped his wrist and had it all out and was running up to take care of the stormtrooper. And there were two of them. And one of them kind of walked up to him and just looked down at him. He's standing there with a sword, a lightsaber ready to go. And the guy just kind of collapses it. <laughs> just uses his hand to collapse it. <laughs> and that was all she wrote. Because <laughs> mm. at that point, Jeremiah went, you could just see his body language right. go, oh, crap. I'm in trouble. <laughs> And so he just kind of starts slowly backing away <laughs> as the stormtroopers talking to him. But um, it, it was a good interaction, and those type things was part of the reason when you and I talked about doing this that it wasn't a question for me if you were going to do it that I was going to be here because I knew that those things would be memorable for my my right. kids. Yeah, and and like I say, I think it's one of those things. It's just geeky enough that if you're listening to this. It, it's something that maybe you should plan to come on down and do, um, you know. And if you and, and if you do, and if we do, we'll you know we'll make something. If there's enough of you that will show an interest, either via the Twitter at Geek Out Loud or or email geekoutonline at gmail dot com, let me know, and we'll try to organize some stuff. We'll try to organize a live podcast. We'll copy Rebel Force Radio because 
for most of my podcasting career, that's what I've been doing anyway. So we'll do that. But, um, but it was a good time. It was a really, really good time. Really fun stuff to be had. And, and of course, you know, all the shenanigans outside of the five k, getting stuck in traffic and talking to complete strangers and showing off my Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. Wore my first Hawaiian shirt of the year today. Woohoo! So that's good. Um, and uh, you know, hanging out with people and that you don't know and who just suddenly strike up a conversation with you. And uh, I generally don't like that, but that's fine. And, and I do want to clear something up because I've, I've, I, I, I try to, at these kind of things, periscope a little bit. I did it with um, the Bruce Springsteen concert for Rock Out Loud. Did it down here a couple of times for the Geek Out Loud stuff. And tonight while we were stuck in traffic waiting to head to a location, um, we were, you know, just chilling, having a good time. And, and uh, just fired up, and some people were like, oh, you're so funny, blah, 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 on the on the Periscope. And I appreciate all the kind words, and even the not-so-kind ones from from people who choose to state the obvious, like I'm fat. But, um, but I made this point, that those moments of me hollering out the windows at people and— Getting out of the vehicle. Getting out of the vehicle. Get the red light. my shirt, yeah. Um, those are few and far between. It doesn't happen that much. No, it doesn't. Uh, hanging out with Steve is very much like— Hanging out with, uh, well, a piece of wood, because generally I'll just sit there, or making, maybe, making notes on your phone. Maybe a grumpy piece of wood. <laughs> it depends. I'm, I'm that quirky friend, <laughs> but you never know what's going to set me off. You never know what's going to set you off, and you never know when you may go from complete silence to, hey, guess what? And then we're into no telling what we're going to talk about. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean, point in case this podcast. Well, and that well, that's generally what you expect with the shows is is it could go anywhere from peeing in the pool to dog personalities. <laughs> a chihuahua <laughs> riding around, a back service around dog. 5K, yeah, back around to the five k. Um. So yeah, well, I appreciate you coming down and doing this thing with me. At the end of the day, it's been good to hang out with you and the fam and. Oh, it's been a blast, and we definitely appreciate the the opportunity to hang out with you because, um, I mean, it is something that you could have said, hey, uh, this is what I'm going to go do. You're welcome to come. I couldn't have done I knew I couldn't have done it alone. I knew that had I just signed up to do it, I wouldn't be here today <laughs> because I would have had no accountability to do it. Well. So it's just one of those things where I had to have someone, I'm like, well, who would actually go do this with me? <laughs> coach with, with no training that's right coach will do it coach will do it <laughs> little no training hey who's gonna go walk yeah and i mean in all fairness we had plenty of time to train loads of time to yeah. train. couch to 5k only takes like six weeks unless you're me and it's going to take a good 12 to 15 which is why we're starting monday right and <laughs> we're in it <laughs> <laughs> oh man i missed having the morning show so bad and when I try, it's so weird because, like, I'd get up and go to the radio and make sure I'm there. When I try to do it on my own, it's just like I can't get up. I can't get up to do it. And But that was the, really the catalyst was having that right? And, and talking about it on a regular basis, you know, and having something weekly to, you know, having that segment weekly about, you know, here's where we're at, here's how far I'm down, here's what I'm doing. And, you know, I remember on my birthday my cousin Jason comes over where we did the the infamous three hour instead of two hour show, right? And uh, because the station manager wasn't coming in that day, and he was way out of town, he couldn't listen. So we just took over for an hour. He was out of city limits. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and I knew he wasn't listening online. And so uh, so yeah. So with that, I just you know 
we'd spent, I know, a good 15 minutes talking about healthy eating, right? Um, exercise and everything. And, and my cousin made the point, he's like, of all the things I ever thought I'd be talking to you about, <laughs> this is not one of them. And I just remember the thing, my fear is, is I don't want to, I don't like it when people start getting healthy and, and I'm proud for them. I'm happy for them. I don't want to be one of those pretentious people who are like, this is what you should do. This, I mean, you know, you do you. I'm, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about you do you. You, you know? do whatever you want to do. Right. I'm not going to tell you that, oh, you need to be healthy. You need to get in shape. I just know for me, I'm at a point in my life where I'm almost 40 years old. And if I am as, if I'm in the shape at 40 that I am now, I'm in trouble in my 40s. You know? Yeah, I agree. And and it's just a thing where it's like it's I don't want to say it's life or death, but it's 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 a happy life versus, you know, a harder life. Right. And so, um, you know, and quite frankly, next time I'm down, I want to know that I'm going to fit in roller coasters when we go to the parks and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I Speaking of roller coasters, they at Legoland, mm-hmm. they have three or four. I felt like a well in a sardine can. Yeah, yeah. That's how I always feel in those things. I feel like it's some kind of medieval torture device <laughs> yeah, where but, they put you and just squeeze but, you. But, Steve, there, there, there's there's a little difference between you and I. Mm-hmm. And I I felt uncomfortable today. The year was 2001. I agreed um, to go on a uh, – maybe it was 2002. But I agreed when I was in Appling County, Georgia – to go and chaperone a, a band trip down here to Orlando. They were doing Universal Studios with the band. <laughs> Good night. <clears throat> oh, it's happening. Edit. They were coming down here. Their jazz band was coming down here to do a jazz band festival. And and so... Oh. No, I'm not going to pause. I'll just edit it out. Stand by. <clears throat> At this moment in time, Steve is using mental force to get rid of his hiccups. He is going to will his hiccups away. It's the most zen thing I do. I'm not going to lie to you. It is. Ending hiccups for me is the most, I mean, I go into a mental state of just determination and, and sheer will that says my whole body is mine. And I don't want to do anything involuntary, but keep my heart beating and breathing, and blinking. And well, okay. I mean, now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. But you know, the things to survive. I could go without blinking. I mean, you know, my eyes. Well, I guess my eyes would water up then. All right, the eye area needs to do some things involuntarily. But outside of that, because when you start getting too much involuntary going on in your body, right, that could be a real mess. If you know what I'm saying. Right. I'm talking about the old. Uh, Loss of control. Yeah, the whole um, <laughs> the whole TBIS or TIBES, TIBES, total involuntary bowel evacuation syndrome. You don't want that. So that's the most Zen thing I do. Um, I could teach some Zen monks a thing or two about the hiccups. I wonder if monks get hiccups. That's a big honking show topic. Anyhow, as I was saying, it was I guess it was the year was two thousand two. And I'd come down with the Appling County Band to chaperone. Their jazz band was doing a jazz festival down here. And so they made a trip out of it. We went to Universal Studios. And I'd had this situation in my life already where I tried to ride the Batman ride at Six Flags and just did not fit. I tried to get them to push that harness as far as I could because fat don't hurt. 
You know, it, it's moldable. Right. It's pliable. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But, I mean, you know, as long as you're not pinching nerve endings and that sort of thing, you can kind of, you know, mold it and shape it as at, you need to. At one point today, I asked the guy that come by to check in, mm-hmm. should I be able to breathe? <laughs> no. <laughs> he didn't say a word. Right. He kept going. But we went to Universal Studios here in Orlando, Florida, Islands Adventure. And this was before Harry Potter World and everything. But we got on this ride called Dueling Dragons, and sure enough, the harness didn't come down and fit right. And the lady said, well, why don't you come here to one of the modified seats? I'm like, modified seats? And she's like, yeah. And I got in, and everything fit in, sunk right into the seat just fine. They were able to close the thing down with no problem. The little girl didn't even have to stand on the harness. And um, and so the modified fat people seats, man, that was the way to go at Universal Studios in Orlando. Well, flash forward to about... Three, four years ago, I come down here with the youth group, and we're doing Islands of Adventure. I didn't fit in a dang thing. Oh. And so, I was I mean, I'd put on that much weight okay. in 10 years. And so, I was just like, yeah, I don't need to be doing this kind of lifestyle anymore. And so, you know, hopefully what will happen is roller coasters are never, I don't think, going to be comfortable for me. I'm a big-boned guy, as they say, largely large frame. But, uh, but you know, come on. There's you. You don't look at two different skeletons and go, "That's a big bone skeleton." As well, right, <laughs> right. You ain't never seen a fat skeleton. I mean, uh, but I am. I'm broad-shouldered, so to speak. But right. anyhow, my point is this: I forget the point I was making. That to ride roller coasters is fun. So how was Legoland? It really was good. Good for one time with your age group. Uh, they they could. They've got a couple more years in them before. Mm-hmm. Legoland becomes compared to Wild Adventures in Valdosta, Georgia, where Zombieland was shot. Somewhere I have not been. You've never been to Wild Adventures. We went one time mm-hmm. with a, maybe the youth group. Okay. And um, not my youth group. I don't remember it too well. My been cheerleaders. I bet my wife might have decided that that's what she was going to do for a cheerleader. It was she was going to do that as a reward system for the girls that come to the summer workouts. Yeah. And uh, we went, and um, it was okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they've done some re- renovations, yeah. and we just haven't been back. So. I haven't been in a while. Last time I went, I'm like, there's no way I'm fitting on any of these little bitty roller coasters they got. Right. Because, I mean, they look like something you put Fisher-Price people in. Uh, they have a nice little zoo area and everything, hence the Wild Adventures. Which, so I like walking around looking at the animals. And they've got in a water park, you know, yeah. with the old Lazy River, which I'm pro I was – until, you know, I found out, oh, the tinkling in the pool is a real thing. <laughs> Chlorine. I'm never getting in another pool again. Not a not a not a public one. What are you getting in then? Nothing. I mean just private pools of people I know. Not yours. <laughs> not until your son's a little bit older. <laughs> they don't stop them. What about do you get in the ocean? Yeah, but you know what? You That's kinda, fish poop. Yeah, but you're kinda making a deal with yourself at that point. <laughs> And that's salt water, so immediately it has kind of a nasty connotation to it. But you know, when's the last dad, time you taste? Why do you drink water out of the where you swim? Well, you know, if a big wave hits you or something, you know, <laughs> it's gonna, you know, it's gonna get in your mouth a little bit. Okay. But my dad. Well, that's, he tinkled a little bit. My dad swears by the saltwater ocean, even down at St. Simons, where it's so nasty. He used to <sighs> listen. My dad used to just like we'd go to a public pool. He'd come in and bathe, scrub. I mean, just like, like, like obsessively, compulsively, you know, right. scrub. And when we'd come back from the beach, he'd just shower off, get all the sand off of him. Salt water's good for you, he'd say. 
Then I hear that if you're stranded in the ocean and you drink even a teaspoon of salt water, you've dehydrated your butt. Yeah. I'm like, that's not good for you. Salt water is not good for you. Correct. My father lied to me all those years. Are you scared of jellyfish? They'll sting you. I wish you could see the look on his face. Like, what is he talking about? Why are we not wrapping this show up? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm sitting there trying to think. There are other... The the biggest fear that you have is that your dad told you that salt water was good for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that, that's that got me more perplexed I'm than gonna anything. I'm going to have to go sit down and have a talk with him about this. <laughs> but probably my dad is, is when I say, hey, you used to tell us salt water was good for us. He's going to say you used and, to believe it. No, he's going to look at me and say, yeah. Well, it's not. Well, who told you that? Well, if you drink a teaspoon of it, if you're stranded at sea, you're going to go crazy. And then don't drink it. Well, why in the world would you drink salt water? Why, I ain't telling you to drink it. I've never told you to drink salt water. <laughs> exactly. And then I'm just going to look at it and be like, but if it... Uh, and then I'm just going to shake my head and go talk to my mama. <laughs> Baby, well, you just got to ignore him. You know how he is. Exactly. That's what she'll say. Um, jellyfish. I want to get back on this jellyfish thing. I used to have a mortal fear of jellyfish. I mean, to the point that, like, if I saw or even heard a jellyfish, I was booking it toward land. Not heard a jellyfish, but heard, I was like, how have but you heard, heard someone <laughs> mention a jellyfish. Okay. Or seeing it, I would just, I was I was on land. What gave you this fear? I, the first time I got stung. Okay, so you have been, there's a previous encounter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I never knew jelly. Here's the thing. The more I think about it, my parents, wonderful people, did a great job raising us, but I feel like there are some instances wherein they just kind of threw us to the wolves and said, we're not going to tell them this. One example, jellyfish. Okay. I was, the first time I ever got stung by a jellyfish, I am, I guess I was riding either on, I was kind of, I was a little boy, and so I'm either clutched onto my dad's back or my mom's back, and I'm just kind of, you know, letting them pull me along in the water while my feet are kind of dragging behind me. All of a sudden, it's like, this is how I described it as a boy. It's like a spider web that's, that hurt. Right. It felt like I just brushed through my legs, brushed through his, and I mean, it just lit me up. Okay. And I'm screaming bloody murder. I'm crying. And we go, I mean, they took me home, rinsed my legs, all this stuff. You know, you're actually supposed to supposedly pee on those. Right, right. But I mean, I'm just telling you, as a little boy, like it was. So hurt. therefore, being in a public pool would have helped. Right. Sure. If you if you get sung by a jellyfish, just go jump in a public pool because apparently it's just a giant toilet. Um so it took you all washed well, off. Yeah, and, and I just and I was just like it hurts so bad and then it itches later on. And so from that day forward I just for the longest time had a mortal fear of jellyfish. Okay. Because I just thought, you know, that was the closest I'd come to death at that point in my life. And then we were down there, because we used to spend, like, long stretches of our summer down at St. Simon's Island. And we'd get to know the lifeguards and stuff. And they had, one time someone got stung by a jellyfish, and they went up to the lifeguard station. They pulled the squirt bottle out and sprayed on it. And so my mama, being my mom, went over and said, well, now what do you got in that squirt bottle there? And they're like, well, it's really just ammonia and meat tenderizer. And so, because that's what... When people say pee on it, that's what takes the sting out is the ammonia. Right. I'm and the you. meat tenderizer also, gets you ready for the sharks. Right. Gets you, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, the meat tenderizer takes out some of the, the poison and stuff. Right. Like it absorbs some of the poison that, that's in there. So 
my mama made her a little squirt bottle of ammonia and meat tenderizer. You know, she she made it happen down there at the beach. We had some of the best tasting steaks that next day. That's right. That's yeah. They were little. Well, they, you know, <laughs> our teeth were really clean and streak free when we got through eating. Uh, so, um, so we used to carry that with us down to the beach and that sort of stuff. And for the longest time, and 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 I just remember I got stung at low tide, so I never wanted to go in low tide because that's when the jellyfish were. You never got stung at high tide. Um, but. I guess I was just a more of a grown person, maybe a teenager or something. Right. And I got stung on the wrist. And I was just like, well, that hurt. That's a pain. And I just kind of kept went on about my business. like, And so I, that fear is not there anymore. Okay. I don't run to jellyfish. You know, I'm not like, come sting me. Well, who told you there were sharks in the ocean? Jaws. So your parents didn't even share that knowledge? Well, I think you always understood there sharks. You know, from going to, like, different aquariums and that sort of thing. Aquariums have jellyfish. Yeah, but, you know, as a kid, you're not looking at the jellyfish. <laughs> you're looking at, oh, my gosh, there are the dolphins. Look at those sharks, you know. And, two down at St. Simons, you could see the dolphins and everything. So they always point out the dolphins. And, and, the, and the whole word was because we watched an episode of Flipper where Flipper beat the crap out of a, uh, the shark. <laughs> oh, God. Did you ever see that episode of yes, Flipper? Yes, I've seen that. I mean, he beat the tar out of that shark. Right. And so we knew that if there were dolphins around, we're safe. Supposedly. Supposedly. Listen, these are the lies we were told <laughs> as children, okay, growing up at the beach. And Have you ever heard or seen pictures of anybody flying over St. Simon's Island? Listen, yeah, all, that's any coastal region. It's not but, too far but, out there. But that is known as the breeding ground for some sharks in Georgia. Well, I have a shark story. Okay, here we go. We were down there, again, I was nine maybe. We're down there, and sure enough, here comes a shark. They clear the water. You heard, the, the, you heard the music coming. No, no, no. They saw the fin. <laughs> okay. They clear the water. The The lifeguards go out there on some little boards or whatever, you know, and they have a net and that sort of thing because it was a small shark, maybe three and a half feet long. Okay. And they're not getting near it, and it's just kind of hanging around, you know, as they do, and they're not getting near it. Well, my father who is tired of sitting up on the beach, walks out in the water where they're at, and they're like, sir, you need to go back to the beach. He's like, y'all getting that shark? Well, we're trying to. He got out there, grabbed it by the tail, threw it in their net. <laughs> I will never live up to who this man is. I need you to understand that. That this is, this is the man I've grown up seeing him do this stuff. And now as a 40, and this is when he's... Much younger than I am now. I'll never be the man who goes and grabs a shark by the tail and throws it in the net for the lifeguards. So, so therefore, his stories could be true for him. Right. 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 Because he, right. I mean, because he might could drink salt water and not dehydrate. Ben Glosson. <laughs> I mean, because he's, he's the real, he's the Chuck Norris of our of our lives. Because <laughs> if he, if we go grab a shark by the tail, we're probably still getting bit. That thing's gonna come around. Yes. Yeah. Well, so that, listen, and this is what was cool. This was this was before the days of every creature's sacred. Let's not hurt the animals. They drag that thing up on shore. <laughs> listen, those lifeguards drag that thing up on shore. Took their paddles and beat it to death <laughs> with a crowd watching and like cheering them on. Go, <laughs> go, go. Yes. Destroy it. He flinched. Yeah. He's still flopping around. Um. You know, we went back out in the water that day. 
Like, that didn't put me off from the water at all. No, not the fact that that could have been the baby and the mama still out there? You know what? Didn't even cross my mind. They said it was sick, and that's why it came so close up to land, because sharks <laughs> don't normally come that close, because they get stressed out. Right. I think that, <laughs> looking back, I think that was a lie, too. I think that was the lifeguard's lie. I think there's one thing about, I'm not too keen on the way people do things nowadays. You know, I think everyone's a little too sensitive, a little too touchy-feely about things. But I don't think people lie about certain things the way they used to. No, 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 no. You know, you don't need to wear your seatbelt. Your child can stand up in the front seat. You know, I see these things where people are like, we used to ride our bikes with no helmets, blah, 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 blah. And I was one of those people. I I never had pads or helmets. But obviously there were a lot of people getting hurt. (laughs) Well, you know, it's like. We used to ride in the back of pickup trucks. Yes. But you know what we knew what to do? Sit, sit down. down. Sit your butt down. Not on the edge. Right. In the bed. Right. Unless you're on a dirt road going slow, then you can sit up on the edge. Or let the tailgate down right on the back. Right. Right. But if you were going fast or get, going in town right. on the asphalt, right. get your sit butt down. down. Yeah. I think the most dangerous thing I ever did in a truck is we went to, um, we went to, uh, we used to, we had a farmer friend who would give us vegetables. We had to go pick and stuff. And we went to this place, Douglas, Georgia, 30 minutes away. We borrowed a truck. My dad borrowed a pickup truck. And we went and pulled up peanuts. And we had that whole bed filled with peanuts on the vine. Yes. Piled up almost as high as the cap. And myself and I think my brother and our friend that went with us. Sat, <laughs> Your sucker that you took with you. Sat on the back on that big high bed of peanut vines. So they wouldn't blow out. No, just picking off peanuts while we were going down the road so we wouldn't have so many at home. I mean, at any point, that was not a safe journey. Yes. Looking back at that. Right. Like, that's something that I cringe now, thinking back. And um, but, you, but did you die? No, no, we're fine. There you go. But obviously people have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, uh, it's like cigarettes, you know. For years, they're like, these are good. Doctors would say these are good for you. Right. You know, not so much. Um, and so, so nowadays, yeah, maybe, maybe people are just telling more truths than they used to back then. I don't know. But back to the sharks and the water thing, it was Jaws. It was the movie Jaws. When I saw Jaws, I wouldn't go in the water for a good two or three weeks that summer. Like I would just sit up on the beach. Well, it gets hot. Yeah. You know, you got to get out in the water sometime and cool off. But I'd say I just love that it made you pause for about two or three weeks. I mean, with terror, I mean, terror of going in the water, you know? Um, and then they say, well, there's no great whites around here. Well, guess what we've have heard? Have you watched the documentary? Oh, yeah. Have you yeah. seen the documentary? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 20 they're, miles off the coast? Yeah, they're not far. They're and, not far. And I also hear. It's the nursery, which is where they actually give birth off the coast? <sighs> we are idiots for just going into the ocean water when you think about it. Yeah. But you know what I'm going to do next time I'm at the beach? Get out in the water. Me too. We've already got a trip planned. In fact, if you fly over, especially like like down the Gulf Coast or whatever where the, where it's blue and not the water coming right and you can see to the bottom, you just see hundreds of them. Hundreds. Just chilling, waiting for some swimmer to come out a little too far. They know what they're doing. And those bull sharks are the worst because they'll come up into freshwater. Yeah, yeah, they'll come up river <laughs> up after river. you. Yeah. Uh, Don't believe that. Watch, was it? River monsters? Just just get educated. I, listen, we're idiots, really, when it comes to the, This is why. 
And this has turned into the big honking show. But this is why I say we rise up and stop the animal apocalypse. They're trying to kill us. There's not an animal on this world that wants a human alive. Except maybe your dogs. Yeah. Even your cats would be fine if you died. They, they don't care about you. I mean, a dog just like, ooh, look, somebody can feed me. Right. And a cat would be like, well, as long as you're going to me food, I'll let you live. But that cat would be perfectly fine if you died. They'll be like, I'll find something. I'm good. See that lizard I brought to your door the other day? I can swallow it next time. See that mole I, I won't found? give you a present next time. That's right, yeah. Here's my gift to you for feeding me. Thank you for the fact that I don't have to eat this. <laughs> yes. But if I, but this is what the cat, the cat's not bringing you a present. What I it's doing is saying, behave because I could, look what I can do. Right. Because, like, here's the thing it brings you the lizard the first time. I think it's trying to show you dumb. Well, here's the thing it brings you the lizard the first time. You miss a day feeding it, then it brings you like a rat. <laughs> it has went up <laughs> on the size of. Right, right. It's like, look what I can do. So, the other thing is. <laughs> I like these people that keep cats around to <laughs> control the rats. And they don't. No. It's like if you're going to have a cat to control the rats, you can't feed that cat. Exactly. you got to let that cat feed Because if, if you feed that cat, the cat's going to look over at that rat as it's walking by and go, don't touch my food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what happened to that, that cat out at the radio station. He wouldn't do rats. Like the, the station members always like, I don't know why I don't catch these rats. I'm like, you feed them every day. <laughs> Is that 10 pounds of food a week? Yeah. Of course, his fate was sealed when I ran over him. <laughs> Speed bump. Yeah. Bump ahead. The old station manager said, was that the cat? And he said, I saw that thing. I saw that smear in the road. I'm like, was that radio? He named the cat radio. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's why I lost my job out there. I killed the cat. Not on purpose. Or the three-hour show. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think he ever knew about that. They would have had to pay me extra if they did. But anyhow. Well, uh, we have gone way off the rails here on Geek Out Loud, and, and this is a shorter episode than normal, I know. But just wanted to report everyone about the Stars 5K. It's worth doing. Like I say, email us, geekoutonline at gmail.com. Tweet us at geekoutloud, at Goliverse. I'm at Steve Glosson. Coach, you want to give out your Twitter? Get some followers? Impress people with your followership? I think it is uh, Coach D6823. Coach D6823. And... Uh, and so, yeah, follow Coach on the Twitter. And, and let me know if, if this is something that, you know, because if we have more than 10 or 15 people interested, we can do teams and that sort of – we can yeah. have a whole gold team. And and you can actually uh, – I think you can set it up where you could – that your team can uh, possibly do it for a certain calls or something. Sure, sure. If uh, Listen, the, the, my cause is to beat more people. I mean – I mean, if I'm being honest right now – that's my cause. <laughs> my cause is to get one of those. Act- Here's the thing: if there's other medals that you get for placing top three, there's other medals you get for doing multiple races. I don't care about that. I'm talking about winning medals. I mean, like, Jeremiah is pumped to be able to do this because he wants a medal. So there you go. I'm leaving his butt in the dirt. He will trip you. <laughs> <laughs> He'll, he'll pee on me. Exactly. <laughs> hey, don't push me away. That or he's going to jump on your back and ride. Don't push me away, but I just tinkled. I'm pushing you away, kid. Don't pee in the pool, everyone. That's the moral of this story. Uh, thanks, everyone, again so for the Patreon support. Patreon.com slash Geek Out Loud. You guys really keep this thing going at the level that we've been doing. And, uh, and, and there have been several of you who've had to email and say you've had to stop, and I totally get that. I understand. I don't know why you've done it this long, but... If you haven't supported, chip in a dollar, chip in two dollars. 
Uh, $5 will get you the exclusive pods that we do. Supposed to be doing on a monthly basis. Um, but uh, $1 will get your name listed on the Goldverse Wall of Fame. If everyone who downloads a podcast did $1, we could almost do this thing full time with a four-hour morning show, um, big honking show style, geek out loud style, and some other stuff. We're, we're looking at if we get to a certain level, starting a YouTube channel, that sort of thing. So, um, But we need your help, and, and I'm sorry to beg, but that's that's kind of where we're at. So uh, if, if you've got if you've got the, the mindset to do it, patreon.com slash geekoutloud. If you can't do that, but you do shop on Amazon, just use the links at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. Those really, really help out. That Amazon has been a big boon, and it's a big supplement to what's coming in from the um, from the Patreon. So uh, audibletrial.com slash geekout. For those of you who I don't know why you don't have Audible yet, but if you don't, that's a place to go. Get your free uh, two-week trial and a free audio book that's yours to keep regardless of what you do with the service. audibletrial.com slash geekout. Well, for Chris Davis, old coach over here, for everyone who ran the 5K, for uh, for a doctor who's going to have to see me when I get back because apparently my legs don't still don't work right. Uh, this is Steve Gloss, and we'll see you guys next time on Geek Out Loud. Oh, no. Oh, no.